Hello and welcome to St Tom's Online. Please find this morning's recording of Morning Prayer. Well, good morning and welcome to St Thomas's Morning Prayer this morning on Saturday the 14th of August. In case you don't know, my name is Bruce and you're very welcome indeed as we come to worship and pray together this morning. Good morning, Deirdre. So I'm using uh, Lectio 365 from the 24-7 prayer team. And this morning we're looking at a particular hero of faith. A chance to pause from the usual routine and to celebrate uh, a story, uh, a life uh, well lived. And today we look at somebody who um, embodies the six practices of Lectio 365, which are prayer and creativity, justice and hospitality, learning and mission. And today, together, we are thanking God for someone called Maximilian Kolbe. So, you're very welcome. Julia and Mary and Don and Jeff, welcome along to morning prayer this morning. Now, Maximilian Kolbe is a brave hero of mission who was killed on this day in 1941 in the Auschwitz death camp, morning Janet. So as we enter prayer now, we enjoy God's welcome. We pause to be still, to breathe slowly, to recenter our scattered senses upon the presence of God. And as we approach prayer, do include any items for prayer in the chat, in the conversation, as we go along, please. So good morning, Wendy, and good morning, Julie. So we pray, God of rescue and restoration, Thank you for your great and beautiful mission in the world. Here I am. Here we are, Lord. Fill us with your Holy Spirit and send us. We rejoice in God's salvation today, joining with the ancient praise of all God's people in the words of Psalm 40, which say, Please, Lord, rescue me. Come quickly, Lord, and help me. May those who try to destroy me be humiliated and put to shame. May those who take delight in my trouble be turned back in disgrace. Let them be horrified by their shame, for they said, Aha, we've got him now. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. 
So, in 1906, when Maximilian Kolbe was just 12 years old, he had a vision which shaped the rest of his life. In it, he was offered two crowns, one red and the other white. The white one meant that I should persevere in purity, said Maximilian, and the red one that I should become a martyr. I said, I would accept them both. Wow. Wow, what a guy. Morning, Jules. And morning, Ruth. Great to have you on board. Do include any prayer needs in the chat as we go along, please. Maximilian previously wanted to be a soldier with the Polish army. But the vision led him to join the Franciscan Noviate, Noviciate, Noviciate, that's a new word, Noviciate, as a 16-year-old instead. He was ordained in 1910 and immediately began to reach out to others so that they could encounter the love of God. Along with a small group of friars, he founded a monastery near Warsaw which they used as an evangelism base. They made good use of modern communications technology, including printed media and radio. They even had plans for a movie studio. And as a result of their evangelistic activity, nearly 1,000 people joined them over the next 10 years, both in Warsaw and in another monastery, that they set up in Nagasaki, in Japan. Gosh. World War II started in 1939 and Warsaw was captured by the Nazis. Because of his German father, Maximilian was asked to sign a register which would have given him rights and protection. But he refused. Instead, he and the few friars who had now fled provided shelter for Polish refugees and hid around 2,000 Jews. The Nazis eventually closed the monastery down and arrested the friars in February 1941 and Maximilian was sent to Auschwitz. A few weeks after his arrival, 10 men from Maximilian's barracks were chosen to be starved to death as an example to others in the camp. When Maximilian heard of the men, as they cried out in fear for his family, he volunteered to take the man's place. Maximilian ministered to the other nine men as they all suffered extreme starvation and dehydration. After three weeks, only Maximilian and two others were still alive, so the Nazis decided to kill them with lethal injections. And on that day, the 14th of August, 1941, Maximilian Kolbe received the red crown of martyrdom that he had seen in his vision 35 years earlier. So you, like me, might be deeply moved and slightly shocked and challenged by this story. I may be reminded vividly of the Apostle John's word, greater love, has no one than this, that he laid down his life 
for one's friends in John 15. Lord Jesus, there's a lot of fear in me where love should be. I ask you to fill me, fill each of us with a deeper, wider love for others, friends, neighbours and even for those I don't like or who don't like me. Lord, these are big asks. These are difficult things to pray. But we pray nevertheless, Lord, for greater love for friends, neighbours, and even those who don't like us. Come, Holy Spirit, anoint us to do this, we pray. And Lord, we think of those around the world who are imprisoned right now, those whose lives are under threat because of their faith. And we ask you to give them strength to persevere. And we cry out to you, Lord, please deliver them from evil. Now, above the west door in Westminster Abbey in London, there are ten limestone statues of, statues of modern martyrs, people whose faith in Jesus and great love for others resulted in them being killed, including Martyr, Martin Luther King Jr., Esther John, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, Manche Masamola, and Maximilian Kolbe. Lord, we may not ever have to face the challenge of dying for you. Nonetheless, we choose to take up our cross once again today, yield to you and pray a risky prayer. Help me to die to self and to live for you just a little more. Today, we pray. And so, Lord, we, we wish to pray for others. We join with Ruth praying for dear Talia as she recovers from a leg operation. Be with her, Lord, as she's still in pain. We ask for relief for that pain and a good outcome for this operation, Lord. Will you meet with her? Be very near to her. We pray. Pray for Jonathan and Sue Vera recovering from the kidney transplant they have undergone. Pray particularly for Jonathan's body as it started to reject the new kidney. And do pray that the treatment of intravenous steroids, Lord, will work for him. Come. Will you intervene, Lord, and bring your healing for these dear folk, we pray. We pray, Lord, for uh, St Tom's as we transition out of uh, the Covid restrictions and into 
uh, a place of face-to-face -face worship. Help us in the decisions to be made, Lord. Give us wisdom about how things should be looking. We pray too, Lord, for a new children's youth and family worker and vicar as decisions are made about these appointments, Lord. Will you grant to us the right people to lead us here at St Tom's? We ask for those who are struggling, for Michelle, Sue and Kat with long COVID. Will you give to them strength and wisdom? We ask too for Chris and for Karen Lord, as Chris adapts to being out of hospital and um, begins, we pray, to take, um, take on food again. Please, Lord, bring your healing for him. And we ask, Lord, for uh, our country, our countries here in Great Britain and Ireland, Lord, give us wisdom. Uh, over uh, how to be vigilant and keep safe. And we ask that you would give those in authority great discernment as they make decisions on our behalf. We commit to you the dear families, loved ones, neighbours and friends of those in Plymouth who were shot recently. Lord, our heart, hearts go out to them. Will you meet with them? Bring your peace and help those who lead in that community to rally round and support each other. We pray too, Father, for the awful situation in Afghanistan and pray, oh Lord, that you would um, re bring resistance against the Taliban as they seek to take, uh, it seems, over. We ask, oh Lord, for a miracle there and for those who have had to leave home because of fires lord in different parts of the world particularly in greece and turkey come O oh lord and bring your help to these people we pray We pause as we just take on board some of these things, Father. Some of them are so big, so worrying, so concerning. We trust you, Father, to intervene and pray that your people too would be those who man up, who come to the aid of those in need. Yes, thank you, Jeff. We pray for those who've had results, really, uh, A-level results, GCSEs more recently, that you, Lord, would help them. Uh, those who are disappointed, who didn't get the results that they, they hoped for, would know, Father, that uh, these do not define them, that they would find you and find hope. And Lord, that we would be looking out for those who need our support and reassurance at this time, Lord. Give grace to parents and friends 
and we pray that uh, there would be hope in these situations, Lord. So as we prepare to take this time of prayer into the coming day, we remember the Apostle Paul's extraordinary promise in Philippians that for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So help us to be alive to you a little bit more today and to be putting self as it were to death lord and father help us to live this day to the full being true to you in every way lord jesus help us to give ourselves away to others being kind to everyone we meet holy spirit help us to love the lonely and the lost, proclaiming Christ in all we do and say. Amen. Amen. So thank you so much for joining me uh, today. It's been good to spend time together. Uh, tomorrow there will be... Uh, uh, morning worship. Uh, where is it? Um, the live stream online service on Facebook. There. So there's still no deeper until the 5th of September. But do connect. It says on the 13th of August, but it's the 15th, I think. Yes, 10 a.m. live stream online service. Everybody is very welcome. So thank you for your company this morning. Uh, pray that you'd have a good rest of today. Not sure. Well, I do actually know the forecast is, is no rain, which would be lovely. So we can get out there and do those things that we we need to do perhaps in the garden or go for a lovely walk or whatever you're doing today may you have a lovely blessed enjoyable day god bless bye now bye bye